Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Hey guys, Pastor Dames here. It's so great to see you. Good morning. I hope you guys are having a great day and it finds you all well and 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 content and walking in the blessings of God. But um, this morning, I want to kind of pick up where I left off last week because I think it's really, really good area for uh, for us to maybe concentrate on and we can kind of build our faith a little bit because sometimes going through some of the stuff that we see everybody going through or maybe we're going through ourselves, we can um, get into a little area where maybe we're worrying or, or fretting over stuff. In fact, like right now, I'm sitting in, in our um, movie room and where I was watching, the, um, <clears throat> we also love it, like call it our movie theater, but I'm sitting here all watching the NFL draft, right? And like, I'm a huge Seahawks fan. And so like, I'm watching it, like I'm sitting there finding myself worrying over if this player is going to be there or that player is going to be there. And what in the world is wrong with the way they're picking? I mean, good Lord, I need to become the general manager, or at least be assistant to him so I can help him out, you know? But anyway, it, there's some things I find that are like so trivial that I like care way too much about, right? But um, then there's stuff that is really real in our lives that we face and really hard that we go through and we can find ourselves getting bogged down from that. So I want to pick back up where I was in in Matthew chapter 6 and um, I'm going to start back here in um, verse, if I can see it, <laughs> verse 25 and it says, therefore I tell you do not worry. Well, why? Whenever it says therefore we always ask ourselves, what is it there for? Well, he's getting ready to tell us what it's there for. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Now, if he was writing this in these days, he'd be be like adding toilet paper and paper towels and hand sanitizer. He'd be like, don't worry about that kind of stuff. There's some things more important. Not that that's not important right? But he's, he's saying this right here. Is life not more important than food and the body more important than clothes and more important than who the Seahawks are going to pick? Lord, help them. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life. So here, here God's saying, I want you to look out at the birds. You like you see birds everywhere and they're flying around and like like um they'd survive even if you didn't put the bird feeder out or have the little hummingbirds like where Linda always puts this thing out where like the hummingbirds come down and you can see them and like I don't know what is kind of sugar water or whatever. But anyway, they're always around there. But you know what? They'd survive even without it because God is their provider and God's making a way for them and God's saying that. He's like, man, you might be in spots where you can't provide for yourself or you can't work work this out for yourself, but I'm telling you, I can do it. I will make a way where there seems to be no way, and I am in control, and I am in charge. And we know when we put our rest and we put our trust in him, and we can just lay back and say, you know what? The whole world's crashing around us. Everything's going 
going crazy and it looks like everything's falling apart or maybe it doesn't look like it's falling apart and you're just itching to get out there and get rolling either way it goes god's still in control and he's still going to make a way for you but we have a focus that we need to keep and we're going to get on to that here in a second so it goes on down here and it says who of you by worrying could add a single hour to his life I mean, think about that. We worry about so much things, but, but worrying probably doesn't add. It takes away because it causes stress and causes problems. And so don't worry. Be happy. You guys need all those little, like the, my father-in-law used to have this fish on the wall and you walk by and he like had a sensor and it go pop open and it's saying, saying, don't worry, be happy. I'm not going to sing because I want to listen to the rest of this if, if I do, but but that's what, what God's saying. Don't worry. Be happy. Trust me. Be content in me. Seek me. Seek who I am, and I'm going to make a way for you. <clears throat> I'm going to hurry through this because I'm going to get you somewhere and um, share some stuff with you that I think is going to encourage you. But um, I hope also gives the, the Lord an opportunity to, to transform you in your heart. Verse 28. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So there's a theme going through there. He's saying, why are you worrying? One of the reasons I think that we worry is because we don't know how valuable we are to God and, and how much God loves us and how faithful God is to us. And we get to doubt in that and we're like, oh, well, I'm just common or I'm just not ordinary or maybe I'm not good enough or maybe I'm not living up to, to how, what I think I should be living up to. But God's like, no, 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 no. He's like, aren't you more valuable than all these? And look how I'm providing for them. And look look how I'm providing for the birds. And look how I'm dressing the, the, the flowers in the, in the field. And you're much more valuable than that. And if I can do that for them, guess what I can do for you? I can do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to the power that's at work within you. And that's that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. You're not alone. You're not worthless. You don't, you're not some, not even common. You are special. You are uncommon. You are a royal priesthood. God loves you so much that he gave his only son for you. That makes you so valuable. And when we know how valuable we are to God, we know that we can trust that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Then he says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat and what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Man, that doesn't work. Like when we're getting ready for church, right? It like like all the husbands can say amen because I like like sometimes it takes takes our, our wives forever to get ready. Should I wear this or should I wear that? And now I'm getting into it. Like, I don't know if I should wear this shirt and I'll put like the same shirt on three times. I don't know what I should wear. Right, and then I'm going to church and I'm getting ready to preach on the same thing. Right, don't worry about what you're going to wear. Right, that's how funny we we can be. Right, but here here it here it is. He's saying, don't worry about what you should wear, for the pagans run after all these things, 
and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. So he's saying all the world is running after all these things. They're, they're going after things first, and they're going after stuff first, and they're going after their own provision first, and they're going, going after worldly stuff, right? And it's saying but our heavenly Father, he knows that we need these things, and he knows that that we we need clothes and he knows we need food and he knows we need a house and he knows we need all these things and he but but then he goes on here and he says this but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness wait a second he's saying it's not bad that we need all these things and it's not bad that we have all god's blessings and all this stuff but he's saying seek first his kingdom Seek first his righteousness, not your. He doesn't say seek first your righteousness because your righteousness is as filthy rags, just like mine, man. My only hope comes through the blood of Jesus and the finished work of the cross. And that's the only hope that you have too. And so we don't seek our own ways and seek our own works and seek how how um, how we're gonna make a way through it, right? Because God said, you know what? I'm going to do this for you. He's like, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So again, there's therefore seek first God's kingdom. Seek first God's righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. He's like, man, and, and I'll do it in a way that you never dreamed. And I'll, I'll make a way where, where in spite of what the economy uh, running around you is, you're seeking God's economy and God's kingdom and God's healing and God's help. We've seen more miracles and more healings and more people come to Jesus in these last month and a half then I could even imagine, you'd think, well, this is the worst time for, for ministry or worst time to see stuff happening for God or this or that. And that's absolutely the opposite of what we've been able to see. We've seen, seen people get healed. We just got a testimony yesterday of someone who got healed. And, and it's amazing what God is doing in, in this time and in this season, if we'll put our trust in him and, and say, you know something, I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. I'm not going to worry. Man, the economy can crash down, but you're not in this economy. You're in God's economy, and we can thrive in the midst uh, of all that stuff. Isaac planted, he sowed, um, and reaped a hundredfold in a famine. So you're not common. You're not ordinary. And and that might be a theme that I'm going to have to today. But I want to get that across to you, okay? So now I'm going to go into Psalms and read a, a scripture too. Um, Psalms chapter 24, verse 1 says this, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Did you hear that? Here, here's David. He's been through some stuff, man. He he was isolated. He was sent, sent, He was in a cave, man by himself and then he gets these mighty men and it was ended up being in a time where God made it so great for him that and a, such a blessing for him that he birthed greatness out of that situation and so here's the same man that that was a shepherd boy all by himself he knew what it was like to be alone his, his dad didn't even believe him 
believe in him enough when when Samuel come to anoint a king to line him up. He like, there's no way it's David, so we'll just leave him out there, right? But this same David, that same giant killer, that same king whom out of the seed, the the very seed of Abraham come out in the, and of the house of David, and his name's Jesus come out of, here's what he says. He says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Well, that settles it. My daddy owns a cattle on a thousand hills and he owns the hills too. So that's good news for me because I know that he has a way to provide for me, right? And then it goes on and it says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it upon the season and established it upon the waters. Now that's good news for, for us because we know that God's the one who, who is in control and he made this world. He's the one that took, went and he's like the Holy Spirit hovered over the earth and said, and God said, let there be light. And there was light and he didn't even create the sun and the moon right? He didn't even create the sun to shine on it till later on. So like God can create stuff for you out of nowhere and out of nothing. And we've actually seen that in, in our lives. I'll tell you what, about six years ago, everything was going really good for us until I went to get a haircut. And so I went to town to um, get a haircut. Linda drove me in and and um, we're at the QFC in, in Stanwood, and I got out of my car, and I was like, she's like, there's no close parking spots. I was like, that's okay, I'll just walk. And so our youngest daughter was with us, and I got out of my car, and I started walking, and um, going to get my haircut. And all of a sudden, around the corner comes this big, white, three-quarter ton Dodge Ram truck, and um, nailing it. And he hit me, and it knocked me, literally, like flying, I mean, I mean, I I felt like Superman flying backwards, right through the air. I I landed, rolled, stepped up, and stepped to the side, and he I could feel the wind of the of the car of the truck going whew, right by me, and I kind of stepped over, and it's kind of rainy, and there's water everywhere, and and so I just kind of I guess the shock hit me, and so I just kind of fell down and was laying there in a mud puddle, and and um, thinking, oh man. What just happened? Like I was just going to get my haircut. This this ain't supposed to happen. And Linda saw it, and my daughter screamed, and and people ran over there, and and Linda ran over there, and she she put her her hand under my head, and, and she just said, "I speak life over you. You will live, and not die in the name of Jesus." And you know something? At that moment, I just felt a peace come over me like I'd never felt. In, in, in my life and I just knew you know God was with me and it was going to be okay as I was sitting there listening to her pray and, and the ambulance got there and they're, they're loading me in the in the thing and in the in the ambulance I guess it's not a thing it's an ambulance and I'm sitting on the cart and they cut my shirt off one of my favorite shirts I couldn't believe they're cutting my shirt off and and they go down by my boot and it's like my favorite pair of boots and he's like 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 I'm, I was like what are you doing they're like we're gonna cut your boot off I was like no you're not I was like you can cut my leg off before you cut my boot off that's my favorite pair <laughs> so anyway he didn't cut my boot off but I'm laying there and and the ambulance guy he's like how are you talking how are you still here how are you still alive I don't understand it when when I heard the report I thought 
there's no way you would still be here. And, and I said, I have a big God and his name's Jesus and, and he's mighty and he's powerful. And so I got to the hospital. I didn't have one broke bone. It was, it was a miracle, but I did have a concussion and a partially collapsed lung. And I had, had some tissue injuries that lingered for a long time. And like one of my, one of my thighs, I couldn't feel. And so, so, um, I went a long time where I thought, you know what? I don't know how we're going to make it because like I had to work and, um, I, I was, um, we're starting a church, but at the same time I was having to work too. So we went about trying to do stuff on our own power. Like I got up about 10 days later and I could barely move and tried to trim some horses and my concussion was so bad that, that the lady that I went to trim for her husband's a doctor said, we're going to the hospital because I think you have a concussion. Cause like I do one foot, go over and throw up and then come back and do another foot and go throw up. And then I'd have to sit down cause I was so weak and and so, like, I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. And so we had no way of taking care of ourselves. So I was like, you know something? I'm going to take care of myself. So I started selling stuff. We sold the horses that we could sell. We sold the saddle. I could sell. We sold a horse trailer. We could sell. And then when we come to the end of that, we come to a place where I thought, you know something? We're in trouble. Like, I don't know how we're going to make it. I don't know what's going to happen. And you know something? God took us through that season. And when we had no capability in ourselves, Linda hadn't been working. She was taking homeschooling our youngest daughter. And so we were in a a spot where it it was really hard. But God come through for us in ways that we never, ever imagined. And so I got up that morning and one of my mentors, a man I really respected, um, um, founder of Cowboy Church International, actually had put a scripture on Facebook. And I was like, yes, this is awesome. I'm excited because this is going to be my day. And it's this, and it's in Daniel chapter 7, verse 22. And it says this, until the ancient of days came and pronounced judgment in favor of the saints of the Most High. And the time came when they possessed the kingdom. So I heard that. I was like, Yoo-hoo, man, I, God's pronounced favor in my life today. And 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 I, it's my time to possess the kingdom. And so I'm all excited about it, but I didn't read the verse in front of it, right? Because it says this in 21, as I watched this horn was waging war against the saints and defeating them. So it's Daniel's dream and Daniel's talking about how the saints are being defeated and how, how they're taking on this battle and this is a prophecy but even in the prophecies in every part of God's word he can speak life to you and he can speak something to you that will mean something to you now too but but here here in Daniel 721 he says as I watched this horn it was waging war against the saints and defeating them until the ancient of days came and pronounced judgment in favor of the saints and so do you know that God's judgments aren't just all negative right a lot of times we think oh well that's a negative judgment or 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 everything god's going to judge no he's got positive judgments and all his judgments all his promises are yes and amen in in christ jesus and so anyway i remember getting up that morning and i was excited and then when i was sitting there laying down there that night i was like i i don't know what happened I feel like I just got hit by a truck, (laughs) and I did. Like, I literally had the Dodge Ram emblem 
um, on my chest for like three weeks, right? And so I crawled out. They they let me home that go home that night, and I remember next day we we had church and so i i was like they're like we're gonna cancel church i was like no we're not and so i had them prop me up on a stool and and i preached anyway about how good god is and how good his promises was because like it could have been so worse like i should have been flattened and i wasn't and i come out good like it like i was but god provided for us in ways that is just unimaginable farriers like I couldn't shoe horses so they'd they'd come and they'd say hey let's go do your horses and they'd go out with me and like I could couldn't even see the level of foot and then they'd help me shoe a horse and I was like here here's the money and they're like no 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 you you keep it and it's just amazing how God built relationships in that season but I always thought until that time uh, of the, I didn't think of the kingdom as more than just physical stuff until I could see that all that physical stuff can be gone in a moment. All titles can be gone in a moment. All this stuff is just temporary, but there's one thing that is solid and lasts forever, and that is God and his kingdom and Jesus and his promises. And he who promised is not slack in those promises, and he will bring you through with great power. About two years later, I was when I was back to shoeing horses, and like I even like had been about a year into getting treatment, and the doctor told me he's like he's like like James, he goes, "You're never gonna ride again," and I hopped off the table and fired him. <laughs> I was like, "No, I don't, I don't receive that. I don't believe that." Not long, like maybe nine months after that, someone needed help with a colt, with a horse. And so I was like, I'll help you with it. I got, I felt good. I was riding again. And then they're like, hey, there's this colt starting challenge. And I was like, you know what? I should enter that to see if I can still do it. And I ended up doing good. The next thing I know, two years later, I'm at the national finals. And so not only did God heal me, not only did God provide for me, but he brought me into places that I never would be that if that hadn't happened to me. So what I thought was a curse was really a blessing. And there's things right now you're going through. You think, man, this is so bad. I don't know how I'm going to get through it. And maybe you're so discouraged and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent or I don't know how I'm going to pay my mortgage or my car payment or this or that. But I want to tell you something God will provide and God will get you through this and you'll come out even better than before because now's the season where when everything's crashing around, we get to focus on what really gives us victory and that's what's inside. The kingdom of God's near us and it's inside us. And when we go back and we say, you know what, I'm going to focus on God's kingdom and God's promises and God's ways, it can't help but change your circumstances and change where you're at. So I want to encourage you this morning. Trust God. I know I just really feel in my heart there's, there's some people really beat up right now. And I just want to encourage you. Trust God. Give him everything in this season. You can't control. There's some things that you can't control and it's the most helpless feeling at the time until you realize that it's the most powerful place that you can be because you're at a place where only God can come through. It's the same place where Daniel was at when he was in the lion's den. It's the same place that, that the children of Israel were in when they were sitting at the Red Sea before it parted. It's the same place that we've seen 
many, many people and heroes of the Bible in that God brought them through, but not just in the Bible, but in my life too. It is a place of power when we say, you know something? I surrender everything to you, Jesus. You're worthy of all and I praise you. And so let me pray with you because I really feel strong about that right now. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you're so good and that you're so powerful, but you're so loving and so kind and that you know this is not a surprise to you. And so for for our discouraged folks out there and and your your sons and your daughters, I ask that you lift them up inside right now, that you encourage them. And Father, that you just let them know that this is not the end. It's not even close to the end, that you're going to do great things and mighty exploits and that you have judged in their favor and it's their time to inherit the kingdom. So we thank you for that in Jesus' name. If you're listening and you don't know Jesus, it's easy. All you got to do is say, is say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I I commit to commit the care and control of my life to you. And I thank you for that. If you said that prayer, please let us know or let someone know. But also, if you're having pain in your body, we just pray in the name of Jesus that by your stripes, Lord Jesus, they are healed. And we thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Well, anyway, <laughs> I just want to encourage you guys. I miss, I so miss you guys and, and, and we love Silver Lake and everybody associated with it. And I thank you for all the encouragement we've gotten from, from calls and texts and even cards and stuff like that. And so thank you so much. We love you guys. God bless you. And we look forward to seeing you again. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.